Hello, I'm Nick Briggs, the executive producer of Big Finish, and I'm directing The Space Race. You'll be careful while I'm away, won't you? You're not still planning to go up in a rocket? Of course, I'm rather looking forward to it. Oh, haven't we got enough to deal with down here? No, because whatever was responsible for what's happening down here is up there, on the moon. Well, did you know it's the anniversary of uh, Doctor Who this year? So we thought that as well as doing a big special called The Light at the End, we would do some stories that are that sort of had an anniversary theme to them. And we came up with the idea that maybe we could do three stories that are set in the year 1963, which is when Doctor Who started. And so we asked some jolly good writers to pitch us different ideas. And, of course, the whole business about uh, wanting to get to the moon was very much part of the 60s and that aim had been stated in the early 60s. So Johnny Morris revisited the old conspiracy theory about there having been uh, a moon landing before the actual moon landing. There's been a lot of talk about that, you know, as much as there's been a lot of talk about the moon landing not being real. So uh, that's that's how this one came about. Hello, I'm Colin Baker. I am the Sixth Doctor. There's a small problem, I admit. A small problem? We're in Soviet Russia. If they find out where I'm from, they'll have me shot. Then I recommend you don't tell them. This isn't Soviet Russia. It isn't? And where the hell are we? Kazakhstan. Kazakhstan? Hey! Space Race, what a, what a clever story. Because um, when I got it, I thought, well, what's the 1963 link here? And, of course, the events of 1963 uh, that affected all of us neatly dovetail into this script. Hello, I'm uh, Nicola Bryant and I play Perry Gilliam Brown. I love this script. I love the idea that we're doing a script based at this time period to celebrate Doctor Who's history. And I love the fact, particularly from my bias uh, towards Perry, that I've not got a lot of screaming and running down corridors to do. <laughs> Perry is disguised as an agent pretending to be undercover. Um, it's so brilliantly complicated. And it's mad. It's a mad script. I love it. Perry's quite... Uh, she's left on her own, but not to disaster. She's proactive, and uh, which is how I felt originally Perry was sort of uh, imagined. Hello, I'm Jonathan Morris, and I wrote Doctor Who, The Space Race. You, you think aliens did this? It's beyond our science and the Americans. So... If it is a flying saucer, what do you propose we do about it? The brief um, went out from Alan was a story set in 1963, um, ideally not in the UK. So you sort of, you go to Wikipedia, look at 1963, see what was happening at the time, to remind myself of um, all the sort of political and scientific and social developments. And the one thing that sort of leapt out at me was um, the space race that... um, 1962, I think, Valentina Tereshkova had been the first woman in space. And before that, you'd had Laika and Yoko Garin and Telstar and all these sort of things around then. And also in 1962, I think you'd had President Kennedy promising, making that promise to go, we, we all will have a man walking on the moon by the end of the decade. Although that's not specific to 1963, it was around then. But the whole space race thing certainly means a lot to me because, you know, I was born in 1961 and I am a, a, a child of that era and we were all fascinated by the whole prospect of um, space travel and, uh, you know, we uh, experienced 
uh, all our television programs being stopped while ever, whenever there was coverage of any big space mission because, you know, in England there weren't that many channels in those days and when someone was flying around the Earth or flying to the moon, um, you didn't get to see any of your favourite programmes anymore because it was wall-to-wall coverage with... Um, Patrick Moore and James Burke and lots of people, you know, putting their fingers in their ears with little earpieces going, no, I think we can just, no, 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 we can't. No, 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 nothing's happened for the last three hours, you know, that kind of thing. I always remember them when they when they orbited uh, the moon for the first time. And I remember Alistair Burnett on ITV saying it. We think that the moon could possibly just be a huge ball of dust. You know, and all these, you know, witnessing these moments in history. So it, it has a resonance for me, the whole space race thing. You know, we were all massively excited about it in the 60s and early 70s. And then we suddenly got bored with it until, of course, Apollo 13 went wrong. And then everyone got interested again for five minutes. So, yeah, I mean, it, um, I think it's an important uh, thematic thing that, that sort of grew up alongside Doctor Who. So... It seems right to cover it for an anniversary-themed story. If someone had said to me that uh, in 2013 I would be taking part in a 50th anniversary of Doctor Who celebration and I would be recording Doctor Who stories with, with my doctors, then I would have placed a very hefty bet on the fact that that would be impossible, highly unlikely. So the fact that we are doing so many things and celebrating so brilliantly the whole history of Doctor Who and its success is just its one of the most exciting things. I feel very excited about this year. I'm excited about us all being involved in Light at the End and I'm sort of going around the world as well, celebrating it with fans everywhere. Who'd have thought? Well, I didn't think 50 years ago when I watched that very first episode that I would even have the remotest involvement in it 50 years later, let alone having played the Doctor. And I remember very clearly where I was 50 years ago. Do you know, I don't remember where I was when I heard about Kennedy, but I do remember where I was when I watched the first episode of Doctor Who, which is fascinating. I was standing at the top of the stairs in my flat in Lancaster Gate, where I was a law student, and I entered the door just as the opening credits came up. And I leaned on the banister at the top of the stairs as I hung my coat over the banister. And I was still leaning there 25 minutes later when it finished. And my flatmates were sitting watching it too. And none of us moved. Looking back at the quality of that recording now, you think, I can't imagine anybody watched it with any credibility. But of course we did, because that was state-of-the-art television then. And it was fantastic. I remember it very, very clearly. 